Welcome. This is Connie Reagan-Green from HugeProfitsTinyList.com, and today we have another podcast. Today I have David Perdue with me. Welcome, David. Well, thank you, Connie, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. I know you through NAMS, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. We're going to talk about that wonderful uh, conference that you've created. But let's hear a little bit about you, your background. You have a corporate background. Is is that correct? Well, kind of. I have a background all over the place. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have been a, a corporate refugee for most of my life because I will go into a corporation and stay three to five years as a uh, – If this, this was uh, until 20 years ago – and uh, stay three to five years and then bail and start a business and do that business for a while and then sell that business and then bounce back into corporations. And I did that probably for 20 years. Uh, as well. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm much different than people who stay in the corporate job. My dad retired from a auto manufacturer after 45 years of working there. And, uh, you know, I've never held a job longer than five years. So uh, I, I, it, it's just, I just can't do it. I guess I'm, I'm unemployable, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, think, yeah, I think we've all done that successfully online. But, you know, for you to do this, for you to be with a corporation for a few years, then start a business, then come back, they must see in you something that's very desirable for their company. They really need your skills. So did you see it that way each time, that they were really excited, the new company, to have you? Not really. Um, the, the truth is that it, what you're right, it was that, but it wasn't really – I didn't see it that way. The way I saw it was that I always accepted a new challenge. I had been bored with whatever I was doing the time previously, and, uh, and, and you know, if I'm not learning something, I'm dying. So that's that's why I, I really like the new challenges. And so when I went into a new challenge – and the other thing about new challenges is I get very excited about it and very passionate about it. And I think that's something people identified and really liked. Uh, I also get very honest. So I was having a conversation yesterday with a friend who is going through something that right now with the company that he's working at because the company is basically going under. Um, but they have owners. It's a small company, but they have owners who have a lot of cash, and they're not willing to put their cash into it to kind of save it. And if that had been, if I had been the employee in that case, I, I couldn't have kept my mouth shut. I just would have said, if you don't put your cash in, you don't have any faith in this business. If you don't have any faith in this business, why am I here? And I would have said something like that. Um, and so by doing that, the, the people that I deal with uh, often come to expect brutal honesty from me. But I think, you know, that's what we really love about you, that, that you are brutally honest. And, you know, I, well, I know for me, you know, I, I need to hear. If I need to change something I'm doing, I want someone to be able to look at that and, and see that. And I tried doing that in the classroom when I was teaching. I tried to be brutally honest and in a kind yeah. way when, when someone's, you know, 12 or 15 years old or something. But I think, you know, we appreciate that so much. And, you know, businesses could really be, be saved by uh, having someone that's brutally honest and then taking that advice and acting upon it. I think that's, right. that's so, so valuable. Well, okay, let's fast forward a little bit. And you're with your wife, Charlza, who's a, a lovely, lovely human being. I, I just am so grateful to, to know her. And you and Charlza decided that you were going to make some changes in your life. So tell us about that. When, when, when was that and what happened? Well, uh, about, uh, let's see, Charles is, is um, 
I'm, I'm almost 60. I'll be 60 this year. So Charles and I have been married 14 years this year. And um, about four years into our marriage, um, that was 2002, um, I was working in that corporate uh, consulting role. And when I say that, um, I have I've been self-employed for the last 20 years, but I've attached myself to corporations as a, um, a consultant, a contract consultant. And I had I was doing some very big stuff uh, for those guys. But living in Atlanta, making a 27-mile, hour-and-a-half-each-way drive, which tells you how fast I was moving, <laughs> it was just really driving me nuts. And so um, uh, I, 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 got a little, um, I got a little crazy at that time and decided that I needed to do some things differently. And... So my wife and I talked about it, and she was um, uh, going through some health challenges. And we were her mother lived in uh, North Alabama, and her mother was about 80, and she wanted to spend she wanted to be closer to her mother. And so we decided just to pick up stakes, sell everything we had, and move to North Alabama, and not knowing what was coming next, but but uh, having a lot of faith that whatever it was was the right thing. And that's what we did. I mean, we just picked up and moved, and and from that. Uh, things fell in place. Uh, I continued to do consulting. I continued to fly all over the country doing my consulting, um, but I was able to take a year off. We found a piece of land uh, that just dropped into our laps, and uh, I was able to take a year off and build a log house in the woods on a stream. And, you know, it, it, it was the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. You know, isn't it amazing how when we take that, I consider it a leap of faith, Absolutely. You know, we're going to do something because, I mean, my story is, is so similar where I took that leap of faith. But isn't it amazing how things not only work out, but work out in a really beautiful and magical way? Yeah, you know, one of the things I've learned, Connie, is that um, there's this thing that I, you know, a lot of people call it surrender. And I, I just said it's given up, you know, that I just gave up, that um, – uh, there have been three or four times that are just big old – if you did a bell curve, these would be big um, highlighted areas on the curve of my life where I just finally gave up. And when I gave up, whatever happened next was always the perfect thing. Um, for example, when I finished the house, I was still in the corporate world thinking – that kind of mode at that time, and I thought, you know, I was a really good consultant, and I was a really good project manager. I'm 35 miles from Huntsville, Alabama. That's an easy drive. That's a big technology center. I'll just go over there and get a job. And so I, um, I sent out 300 resumes, um, made a bunch of phone calls over six months, and I got one job interview, one job interview. And I thought, what's going on? I am much better than this. <laughs> and so finally, I just said, okay, I'm done. I am not looking for a job. If a job's going to find me, um, then um, it'll find me. And don't you know, the next day, the client that I had in Atlanta who had been consulting with asked me to come back for a uh, merger project. And it was uh, one of the best projects I ever worked on. And, um, and it set the stage for the next mm, seven years of consulting for me. Well, that's that's a fantastic story. Well, now at some point you became aware of doing business online, and you started to get involved with this. So did. how did how did this come about? Because I don't know this story at all. Yeah, well, so it's it's uh, it's a little interesting. The, the um, a little uh, it's a little um, um, serendipitous is what it is. Um, I have been online since 1987 and can, can, and um, 
and participated in, you know, the old well forum out of San Francisco and the BBS um, um, bulletin boards and all of that way back when. And um, I mean, it was way back, so far way back when that it was green screen and, and MS-DOS is how we were communicating. But um, I didn't know much about making money online until about 2002, and I knew, I knew that people were doing it, um, but that was about it. I didn't have a lot of insight into it. Um, but I got curious because I thought if I'm going to live in the woods, I would love to be able to do business from there and just enjoy my life. So um, I, I saw, um, let's see, I bought Bill Hibbler. You know Bill Hibbler. Yes. I bought Bill Hibbler's, um, he had a, a, something called Rudel Reports. I believe it was called Rudel Reports. And I got it on eBay, and it was like seven bucks, and it was a review, basically a book review, of Corey Rudel's internet marketing system. And Corey Rudel was one of the early online gurus. He has since passed on. Um, and after reading Bill's thing, uh, his, his ebook, I decided that I would buy that course. And I bought that course. So while I was building this house in the woods, I would come home and read about, you know, how to do business online. And then, um, and then uh, when I was doing the consulting thing, I actually wrote a, um, an article for someone yesterday about this. While I was doing the consulting thing uh, in the next two years, um, I was, I was um, building my first business online, and I did it in a very different way. Um, I knew I didn't know anything. I knew I, I, I had no idea how to do this. But I also knew that there were probably a lot of other people out there who had no idea. And because I had a newspaper and magazine background, I loved writers and photographers. And I knew that they could create content quickly. So I ran an ad in Writer's Digest and an ad in AbsoluteWrite.com, Writer's Newsletter, and uh, ran, ran those ads for one month. And immediately I had 650 people sign up on my list to follow me in a 60-day program where I discovered how to build something online <laughs> from scratch. <laughs> so, so basically it was a free membership site, and all they had to do was watch as I made all the mistakes. And, uh, and it was a ton of fun and a really difficult process for me because I was also working 10, 12 hours a day. And, um, uh, and then I would go home and do all this research, screenshots, write a 500 to 1,000 word web page, learned how to build the web pages, put the web pages up about 2 to 3 in the morning, and then I'd get up and go to work the next morning. And I, I, my 60 days turned into a longer period, not because I was worn out, I was, but because the people that were on my list said, slow down, we cannot digest all this stuff you're doing so fast. So I ended up posting about two times a week after that. Well, I mean, that's just, you know, I, I really had never heard this, and that's such a brilliant strategy that you went offline to start building the list of interested people. I think there's so much value in that right there. What year was this? This was in 2004 and five. Okay, before I even realized that people were doing business on the Internet. Yeah. I just wasn't aware yeah. at that time. Okay, so... Let's fast forward now to NAMS, the Niche Affiliate Marketing System event. How did you get the idea for that, and how did that start? Okay. Um, well, you're a teacher. You understand what it's like to watch somebody's uh, light go on when they get something, right? Yes. 
uh, and it is it's a hugely rewarding thing. I've taught in three different universities and uh, and was a guest professor in two others, and um, that, I did that at part time in the journalism world, and I really enjoyed that uh, teaching at that level and watching people get it. Um, and so in 2008, I had a hosting company that was a specific. Uh, had a specific setup for hub and spoke systems uh, for uh, niche marketers, and it was a very, very good hosting system. Um, but explaining how people should use it for the hub and spoke system, I thought, was a little difficult. So um, I decided to, at that point, I decided, well, what I need to do is have a weekend training session, and I can do this in, in a room in a hotel and create a uh, a product that would be just a training product for people on how to be an affiliate marketer using the hub and spoke systems and I would make that a benefit for the people who were in my hosting company. And I, I sent and sold the hosting company. I don't have that any longer. But that first weekend and, and what happened, again, it's a serendipitous thing. Um, Lynn Terry called me when she saw that I was doing this and I did not know Lynn. And she said, um, uh, this looks really interesting. Do you have an affiliate link? I would like to be involved in this. And so um, I didn't know Lynn very well or at all at that point, except that I had seen that Willie Crawford had done an interview with her as a bonus for one of his products. So I, I sent Willie a note and said, Willie, I don't know Lynn. And Willie was one of the people that was coming to this workshop. And I said, do you know Lynn and what do you think? And he said, um, this is exactly what he said. He said, Lynn can put a lot of butts in a lot of seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She, is, she really is amazing, and I'm, I'm loving getting to know her more. <laughs> she is incredibly amazing, but more than that, it's her um, moral compass that I love. Lynn protects her community, her followers, with a passion. Uh, she works with them one-on-one -on -one whenever she can. She has just a great, great heart, much like you do. You have been just a real boon to our NAMS community as well for that very reason, oh, you. that you really take care of your people as well. Mm -hmm. um, but, but when I got Lynn involved, I realized, you know, I now had to pass the Lynn test with everything I did. And, and my moral compass is not bad, but it's always great to have people around you who challenge you, right? Yes, yes. And so um, we decided to start teaching this thing, and, and that workshop ended up with 65 people in And it was all in one room. And um, Jeff Herring, Lynn Terry, Alex Asoya, uh, Mark Hendricks, Willie Crawford, and one other person. There were six of Oh, me. Six of us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an amazing lineup, an amazing group that you put together. Yeah, that was an amazing group to put together for a very first workshop for something I knew nothing about, right? I mean, it was it was pretty amazing. But what I learned was that I was very good at, at, at putting together educational containers. And I could get the right people involved. And if I just managed a container, they were going to do a wonderful thing of, of teaching people what they needed to know. And what I'm good at is being flexible and adapting. And so after that first workshop, we realized that we had too many people in there for uh, at different levels. And so at NAMS 2, we, we split up the rooms into three rooms. We had a beginner, advanced, a beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And um, 
and then at NAMS 3, we split it up into four rooms, four tracks, and it was uh, beginner one, beginner two, intermediate, and advanced. And what we realized in beginner at that point was that we had people who didn't have a website, and that's where they were starting, and we had people who had a website but never made a sale. That's two completely different groups of people. Yeah. Um, and you really have to cater to those people appropriately. So we've we've stayed with our four tracks now. We call it NAMS 100, 200, 300, and 400, just like you would go through a university, uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And um, and the, the NAMS 400 is for experienced marketers who are making a full-time living online. And um, and now people come to NAMS, and we're up to 300. We had 310 at the last one registered for NAMS 8, or 7, NAMS 7. We're coming up on NAMS 8. And um, and we have people registered in those uh, those four tracks, uh, and and they work their way through the track. Um, so somebody who's in NAMS 100 this time can come back to NAMS 200 next time and learn more about marketing. Uh, somebody who's in NAMS 200 this time can come back to 300 next next time and learn more about how to to um, alleviate the overwhelm that we all feel. I'm sure you went through this. I did. Yeah. Um, where you get to that point where you're making money, but you're thinking, oh, my God, is this worth it? Because I'm just working so hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then that's where we help people at that point get past that and realize that they've got to have a life, too, and there's ways to do that. So um, it's really become a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's become a family. And, you know, each time now I, I've just been there the, the two times and already looking forward to, to August for NAMS 8. And um, it's just, you know, each time I'm connecting with different people and, and you're allowing me to grow. I mean, you know, you allowing me to uh, get up there and do a, a keynote, that was something I had always wanted to do. And I almost said no when you asked me to do it. And I quickly said, no, no, no. Every time you've said no, you've regretted it later. Don't say no. Rise to the occasion. So um, I really appreciated that you gave me that opportunity. You know, that is a that's a key point right there is, is that um, – uh, I have the spiritual bent, and, and uh, my spiritual bent is that whenever I ask the universe, God, whoever you call it, the answer is going to be yes. Whatever it is, it's going to be yes in some form, and so I have to adapt that into my life. I have to say yes almost all the time. Um, there are times when I – and yes sometimes turns into no because it wasn't right, and it's part of that critical thinking that we have to go through, right, and, and it's that, that – uh, evaluation that we do. My first thought is always yes. Um, and then I have to look at it and say, okay, does this yes bring me closer to my big goal? And without that big goal, um, you know, I don't I don't have any direction. So um, Right, and I guess, yeah, see, I haven't evolved yet to that point where my first response would be yes. My first response is still that little tinge of fear and that I wouldn't uh, be able to live up to what would be needed there and to the person that was asking me. So I have to move to that. At least what comes out of my mouth is yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's, oh, I and, think that's true. <laughs> and that's an improvement. So um, I'm all, you know, working together. But, you know, I just love how you just have given so many people opportunities and, you know, newer people that are coming in, they're getting involved in, in a bigger way in NAMS. And I don't know if you realize when you ask someone to – uh, do a Wednesday call or to, to speak the next time or something, the um, 
you know, I don't know what you call it, where it just spreads throughout the whole group. You know, David asked me to speak. David asked me to do a Wednesday night call. And everybody's <laughs> congratulating each other and hugging each other. And, and then the next thing we say, oh, what are you going to be talking about? What are you, what are you be sharing? And all of a sudden you allow us then to see people in a different way. And that's, oh, that's, yeah, I did not know that. I appreciate hearing that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so, so beautiful that everybody's just, you know, got everybody's back and they're they're behind them and and never would question. They know that if you ask that person to do something, then it's something worthwhile for all of us. Well, I'm really excited. One of the things that, that I love to do is watch these students go from NAMS 100 to 400 in a period of time. Yeah. You know, we have half a dozen people in there who came in at the very first one and, and didn't have a business. Uh, and now we, they're instructors because they have a full-time business online making money. And, you know, that's just a huge – I've got goose pimples now just thinking about it. But that's a huge uh, reward for me. Um, it gives me so much satisfaction to do that. You know, Dan Morris was our Wednesday night speaker last week, and he just rocked the house with <laughs> the information that he loaded on the people about a marketing calendar. And um, it was it was really really good, and I know that uh, at the next NAMS we have a couple of new people, people that you brought in who are actually yes. going to be speaking as well. Yes, Helen, so Helen's going to be speaking. Yep. Yes, yes. Yep. So so we're all very very excited about that as well. Well, you know, David, there's just so much that you do and and so much that you've you know given the internet marketing community. What what's next? What else are you doing besides NAMS? Something that you could share with us. So we could really get more insight into into you and and how you think. Do you have any other sure. things on, on the back burner oh, that, that you could share? I, I have lots of things on the back burner. <laughs> I knew you were going to uh, say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do. And one of the things that I'm working on is organizing a, um, a team of people, and it's a real balancing act because um, I, I do NAMS on a shoestring budget, as you and everybody else who attends knows, um, because I try to keep the price really low for people. That's the other thing is I try to add as much value. I think, I, and, and we succeed at this, just hugely succeed at this, that the value that uh, people get for coming to NAMS is just tremendous. Yes, but, um but I I, uh, I tried very hard to take the content that we build at NAMS and put it into the membership site. And this year, um, my focus is on building the membership site uh, out to I, – by the end of the year, I want 5,000 members, paying members in the membership site. And that will then turn NAMS workshop into just another benefit um, for the members. Now, of course, 5,000 members can't come to the workshop. And 5,000 members won't come to the workshop, but um, we will we will cap it at 500 people, and we will probably go to six tracks if we do that, um, so that we can have a couple of tracks that are just special uh, focused, special topic tracks, um, because that seems to be something that is working better and better. And then for me, what we're doing with the instructors is that we're creating um, content courses out of NAMS, and my vision for NAMS is that it becomes a real school, that we, we actually become an internet marketing school. Um, because I think that it is, it has that potential. We have the, uh, the ability to do that, and frankly, I think it is something that can get a lot of offline press because in today's economy, we're teaching people how to transition from dead-end jobs or 
jobs they used to have or, you know, offline world that is completely changing into an online world where they can control their lives and make money as publishers and online. Um, That's my goal is that we help the economy recover by teaching people how to become uh, masters of their own finance through online entrepreneurship. And what a worthy goal that is. You know, anybody I've worked with in that in that uh, aspect, it, it's really been amazing to see the life-changing things. And you know, for myself, my life is is changed and transformed forever because I'm able to do the business that I do. Well, you know, that's wonderful. And I never I never uh, knew that you were thinking of that. Are you applying for the .edu? No, not yet. Um, and we're going to wait a while before we're going to have to get our curriculum laid out. We're working on that now. Um, I think you're going to see in the next two months that when you come to the MyNAMS membership site, actually in the next month, when you come to the MyNAMS membership site, you're going to see um, a a funnel once you sign up and you're going to be measured as you come in. Um, And it's it's self-testing. It is not something we're doing. I mean, it is you go through a test and you will actually answer these questions. We're going to say track we think you should be in. And here's how we're going to help you focus accomplishing all of these tasks that are required in this track. And you can go in and then self-select which one of these apply to you and which ones don't. And it doesn't mean that you won't have access to the other tracks as well. It's just um, that we want to help you focus on the pieces that are that seem to be most important to you. Um, so that's the next thing that's really going to uh, show up at MyNAMS. Excellent. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you know. Honey, that's that's the hardest part about all of this is staying focused and making progress. It, it really is. It really is. And you know, I look forward to being a part of that. I, you know, I, I maintain my teaching credential in California so that I have more teaching opportunities. I know it's not required for something like what you're describing, but I always like to keep my my skills honed <laughs> in that regard. So, what's well, the we, very best place? Oh, sorry. We will definitely want to run our curriculum by you, though, so oh, you great. can take a look at it. You and my wife as well, and she was a teacher too. So. Yes, that's right. That's right. So it's good to have those teaching backgrounds. Yeah. I think those of us that are teachers, it's a little, not, I won't say easier, but we approach our training a little bit differently because we're always thinking right. in terms of seven-step lesson plans and things that are more right. more organized around the goals and the objectives for the students, which is so right. important. Well, David, I, I appreciate your time so much with this uh, podcast. Where is the very best place for people to find you? Well, you know, let's just make it, this is nams.ws forward slash Connie. Oh, how wonderful. Okay, well, thanks so much. Nams.ws forward slash Connie. Well, I appreciate yep. you just you know ever so much. I, I hope you know that, that every day I think of you and Charles uh, and how you've really impacted my life and the lives of the people that I bring to Nams. So I just I want to acknowledge you, uh, you know, uh, publicly on that. And uh, I look forward to learning more from you in the coming years. Well, thank you. I appreciate this a lot. I mean, I, you, you've added a whole new element to NAMS that I really appreciate. Um, we are, uh, you know, one of the things that we've we've discussed and 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 among the, some of the instructors, and we are really trying to focus on more is something we call the NAMS heart. And it's all about integrity and honesty and openness and student-first kind of approach. And you're the epitome of that, Connie. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another podcast. 
I've been interviewing David Perdue, and my name is Connie Reagan-Green. Visit us at HugeProfitsTinyList.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you.